wheat volatility is riding high. And the cattle price won't slide. We wonder what's going to happen next. Smart money's buying sheep. Your advice comes pretty cheap. Why don't you ask what we can do? Just the two of us. Making podcasts on the fly. Just, Just the, the two, two of us. us. Just, Just the two of us. of us. You and I. And I. Well, you're back with us now at another Just the Two of Us episode, Andrew. That, like, the more I listen to that singing, the, the better it gets, I think. That's what um, people have been saying. You know, most people, like, that was one of the bits of feedback we had over the last week. The biggest bit what, of feedback yeah, on the road, the biggest bit of feedback was not enough singing. Apparently. Not enough singing in the presentations. So <laughs> I don't know what people expect from us. I don't know whether people think we're affable idiots or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, a week on the road. Pretty tiring, isn't it, actually? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it depends on, it's tiring if you say we're going to have an early night this night and then we, and then we end up going out till 4.30, 5.30 in the morning. That's five, not, five what, nights in a row. That's not what I'd classify as an early night. So I did, well, I did uh, sneak te- away. Te- te- clearly you're not an analyst. Technically that is early. The next morning. That's true. An early night, as in early in the morning. Um, I did. I did ha- I tell a lie. One of those nights, I think I snuck away at about ten thirty in the, in the PM, and uh, I just couldn't. I can't keep up with the young whippersnapper that you are, mate. Uh, yeah, with well, the drinking stakes. I didn't say I was drinking. I just I was out, you know, socialising. Mm. Mm. I was drinking, but you know, it's. Uh, but it was good fun. You know, where did we go? Ballarat VFF conference. That was yep. that was interesting. Yep. Well attended and good conference. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of interesting speakers. There was something else happened at the VFF conference. God, it seems like such a long time ago. I can't. I can't think what you're referring uh, to there. I think you know what I'm referring to. No biscuits. Bit, no, no biscuits. No, 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 no. A bit of competitive tension between the two of us. The Ballarat Conference. Yeah. yeah. I think you know you don't, oh, yes. don't be coy. <laughs> now I know. Now I know. Now I know where you're. Do you want to start? Or? Uh, so, so it's actually quite a good initiative. Really. I think it's, it's fantastic. The, thing. the, the pharma, pharma Health Check, I think it's called, or something, 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 something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, so, so they were so, tucked away in the corner, the nurses there wanting to do a health check on everyone. No one's no doing forward. it. No. Until I took my trousers off and walked forward. Yep. You, you, <laughs> you bravely stepped forward and, um, and, and had a f- – well, you didn't go the whole hog, though. You kind of ran away when it came time for the blood test. Yeah, I was did, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually need to do the blood test because – anyway, but just for the people listening, basically we, d- we did the test. I did it first. Mm-hmm. I'm 37 years old. Yes. F- 37 years young. Yes, and um, only, only only just turned thirty seven years old a week or so ago, wasn't it? Last yes. uh, middle of last month or something, something like that. Yeah. And it gives you your physical age, mm-hmm. metabolic uh, age, metabolic age. Mm-hmm. Please, no more swearing on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mines came back thirty one. So so you so you've got and six came, years six years to catch up. Now you got, so you've got, done. I, I probably added four days on four years on <laughs> over the over the next couple of days. But the but the reality is that it came back and said I was what is it, seventeen percent body fat? It it gave my body description as standard muscular. Yes, and Matt, what the, there was some there was some form of a intramuscular score of seven, I think, which was kind of mid range for you, wasn't it? Something like you're that. Not, yeah. Look, I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, 
I'm I fill it, not 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 wagyu rump. No. And and, and Matt, <laughs> not Matt, like, Matt, not like Matt, 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 what what was what was your result, Matt? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy to talk about mines, but you know if you need to talk about it, it's hard to remember now. Um, oh, that's okay because I can remember. <laughs> well, I'm 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 49, and in 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 what well, in, in, in calendar years, in nominal terms. <laughs> but my uh, my in, um, your, your inflation adjusted <laughs> is 55. 55. So um, yeah, so I'm kind of I'm six years more than I should be and you're six years younger than you should be. And what did it say for your body shape? Rotund. Uh, I think rotund. It, I think, <laughs> that bastard, I think. No, it was a nice way of saying, I think it was um, solidly, so, built. solidly built. <laughs> solidly built. Yeah, that's like when my uh, when my European uh, in-laws talk about someone that's a bit overweight or a lot overweight, they call them strong. He's got a very strong, strong build. He's, 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 yeah. he's, he's got very strong bones, that boy. That's it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, um, not, talk, we'll not talk about Zach Wales' results. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, don't I embarrass. Think, uh, yeah. no, we're not going to go there because it's somebody's health. No, uh, that's right. But but, uh, but, but but yeah, Boston hours. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say. I'm not when you said Zach Whale. I wasn't sure if you said Zach Whale or. Or Zach is uh, a whale. <laughs> no, we shouldn't say that. Cut that out. No, that's. I should explain it to him today that it's actually it's an all nonsense anyway. Mm, it's it, mm. it's it's who you are on the inside that counts. That's the. <laughs> but, well, he. But, but uh, let's be, let's let's be honest. Get, he's he's, he's, he's the healthiest to... of all of us. He's the oh, healthiest ab- of all of us. Absolutely, really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Let's go into the market update. Okay. Exciting times. Um, livestock markets have continued to soften, more so for cattle over the last fortnight. We've seen, um, oh, look, on average, prices are down about 5% from a fortnight ago, and obviously the East Young Cattle Indicator. Yeah, it's been smashed. It's like Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, it's come off a bit. Uh, look, it does seem as though there's a little bit of nervousness around. I was chatting to um, uh, one of the journos the other day. She was querying you know why the why the decline and obviously we've got we've got disease hovering on the border which is is making a little bit a few people nervous i don't think it's so much people selling you know ahead of uh, the potential risk of fmd or lumpy skin coming in but but certainly um some of the uh you know some of the northern participants i think have have seen uh, a decline in interest out of indonesia for live cattle and, and they've had to find new homes so they might have had to sell them at a bit of a discount but I can't think that it's been infiltrating all the way to the south. Um, so it does feel just like the way I described it, Andrew, was that, you know, six months ago, a year ago, we saw, um, you know, the, the very big restocker activity and people had this kind of fear of missing out. So there's a lot of people yeah, chasing the market up. You don't, you don't, you don't have that anymore. No, that. that's right. Oh, not yeah. after two years. Yeah. And you've got, you've got you know, a combination of high feed prices. So the feedlot's probably happy to just kind of, you know, not be as aggressive. The restockers not be as aggressive chasing the market. So this kind of declines, you know, pushing prices back down to where, you know, maybe they should be really to, to give the market a bit of a breather. So uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the beginning of an absolute collapse, but um, you know, I think it's probably not a bad thing that we've just taken some of that crazy heat out of the market. Um, can I yeah, any, so, can, what about the actual wider meat market? Are we getting any of that macro, wider macro sort of global, recession global downturn effect coming through not yet no um, i mean last month we saw a really <clears> strong <throat> strong kind of pickup in demand out of japan for the beef and the us if you look across to the sheep meat and lamb the us are really booming they're, they're running at about 44 percent 
above the average for, for, for May in terms of demand for Australian lamb. So, you know, and there's obviously, you know, China's still ticking along, um, you know, so mostly our exports, considering, I mean, they're, they're below average in some parts because we've got, you know, low supply and low production. But um, when you take that into account, generally speaking, I think the export market broadly is, is, is kind of hanging in there. So there's, no, there's not really been any clear indication that um, some of these concerns around recessionary fears have started to flow through to lower meat demand yet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what about? But, but it's a big, but it's a big crash though. Like if you look at, and I just got it on the screen just now. Like middle of June, eleven hundred twenty-eight. Start of June, an mm-hmm. AK, and now ten eighteen. That's kind of where we, 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 like last year, you were sort of saying at the market. Well, all through you've been saying it's going to come down. Well, I, think, I guess yeah. your, I guess your timing was just off. Yeah, no, that. Well, a bit, a bit like, a bit like you're singing. A bit like the thing, a bit like when I was trading currencies. I never, I said to someone last week when I was trading currencies that I never, I never got the movement wrong ever with the currency movement. Just, just my timing was out by sometimes, you know, days or months or sometimes or, or, years. Or, de- or a decade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But exactly. What about sheep? Uh, so it, and we're, um, not, we're not talking about sheep live export because we, no, no, no. That's been done to death. We've covered that a bit, but um, now the, the sheep market, uh, it's, it's, um, apart from uh, mutton, mutton's off a little bit, about 5% over a fortnight. And obviously out in the West, actually, they saw a bit of a collapse in their Western Australian trade lamb indicator. That's um, come off, but that's been quite kind of soft since since April, pretty much. Um, since the, the Easter break, it's just struggled to recover. Um, but in the East, the market's kind of held, you know, relatively at these levels for the last week or so. We do start to see uh, coming into kind of midwinter that supply does dry up. Um, and I think that's, you know, kind of now starting to, to show itself. So the market's holding firm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a climb in, in kind of lamb and, and sheep pricing as we head in, in more into winter. Um, I don't think we're going to see as big a rally as we saw last winter in terms of value or, you know, kind of heights of pricing. But, um, yeah, I can't see this slide continuing now for, through winter when, when supply tightens and, and a bit of space opens up in the processes to be able to put some of these uh, animals through as well. So, um, but yeah, generally speaking, that's been kind of sideways trading for this last week or so. Mm. What about well, uh, what about grains, mate? Grains have been on a bit of a downward slide, really. If you look at it, basically for the last month, I'm going to say we've seen more so global prices actually, and and so Australia has had this negative basis for for quite some time, as the big crops have come off. And we sort of saw, you know, that Russian invasion, Australian prices rose, but they didn't rise quite at the same pace. And we kept seeing, you know, Chicago rising, <clears throat> continuing to rise and rise and rise. But Chicago's crashed. I think it lost something like $75, give or take, uh, over the, since about the 17th of, of June. I only, only say the 17th because it was my mother's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I hadn't actually memorized that, but the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so seventy-five dollars Aussie dollars for the harvest crop. It's a big, big fall, eh? but largely Australian prices have weathered the storm a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. why we're starting to see that basis start to creep back into still negative, but probably the best it's been since the start of the year. Yeah, the the, ba- the negative basis has narrowed somewhat. Happy <laughs> birthday, by the way, Linda, for seven eights. Yeah, uh, seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we've seen that coming in. Uh, look, I think one of the things to think about is there's still a lot of wheat in the world. 
Mm. And if you look at those tenders that are coming out, you know, at those higher levels, you know, at six hundred, six hundred and fifty dollars a ton that we we're in in May and June, it was just a little bit high. So we're starting to see, you know, a little bit of demand coming out. And so now that we, we we're starting to see tenders getting filled a lot more at these levels, so the market's probably starting to find its level. Uh, but again, middle of the year, North American crop coming off, French crop coming off, both of them pretty poor, or French crop's not too bad, but U.S. winter wheat crop is pretty bad. Russian crop looking like a record, eighty-nine point something million tons. Are they able to get it out of the country though, or yeah, is it... it's not a, pro- not a problem, mate. Mm. She'll be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Russia is able to export grain. That's not an issue. They're even able to export grain from Ukraine that they've stolen. Mm. So there you go. Like it's was they, that was that was that that the big, the, that, 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 eight, that eighty nine million tons is just the Russian crop, not the Russian occupied territories of Ukraine crop that crop. is stolen. What, some of that initial kind of sell off in the kind of futures and that was was that inspired by a bit of speculation that maybe they'd be be able to release more out of the black sea or yeah well that's that's been the talk for weeks and weeks and weeks weeks um open up humanitarian corridors to get grains out a lot of negotiations now with turkey russia ukraine but more so turkey russia um it's going to take a while to get that up and running get that off the ground and you know, part of it is that Russia says, well, we'll allow the grain to flow, provided we get rid of the sanctions. But Europe has said, well, we're not going to get rid of the sanctions whilst you still are in active combat with Ukraine. So it's a bit of a sort of Mexican standoff. Yep. And so, look, and then we saw probably a bit of wider macro sell-off as well last week with a lot of, uh, a lot of that concern coming around about, you know, global demand destruction, global recession, blah, 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 uh, which put a bit of pressure on things. Again, we saw the wider sort of crude oil fell last week, a couple of other commodities, industrial commodities fell, and then that Fertil- flo- fertilizer lower? Fertilizer, and all flowed through to um, the ags as well, just as a wider sell-off. And then it's kind of regained a bit of ground as well. Mm. But the same in, in canola as well. Canola's been pretty heavily hit since the start of May. And so you're talking since, uh, well, end of May, really, you're talking about a 15% fall, give or take, in, in June. And that's been quite, that's flowed through almost a dollar for dollar with like Canadian futures. Mm. So the Canadian and Matif futures have fallen by about 15 to 17%. And the same we're seeing with the physical price in Australia for a new crop. Um, look, and I think big thing about that is Canada, talking to, you know, Corey Nesteroff, who's been on the podcast a few times, he's saying it's chalk and cheese with last year. Um, you know, oh, as in a, a better season shaping up? A better yeah. season. Like, we had a few concerns in April, mm. but big rains in May, uh, relatively mild, cool weather, so we don't have those 40-odd degree days that they had la- this time last year. So I don't think they planted enough to have a huge crop, but they planted enough to have a decent crop. And so they're going mm. to be back on the export market again as well this year. And then the other thing pushing, you know, something we spoke about dozens of times, well, not dozens, but a couple of times was that that ban on palm out of Indonesia. Indonesia, yeah. So that came off. That sort of, uh, that basically um, put some more supply back onto the market. We knew that they were always going to be bringing palm onto the market again because you just can't, 
put a ban on your biggest product. Mm. Uh, but I think it's interesting that just today uh, they're talking about in Indonesia, they've got a big backlog of palm oil. Which, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so now they're looking at things like increasing their biodiesel mandate from 30% to 35%. So another 5% you know, of your palm going into biodiesel, uh, that will take some supply off the marketplace. Uh, but again, governments should stay out of markets, just leave it to the leave it to the trade to work out what it's going to do. Mm. And so, so that PAM has also pulled down uh, canola prices. Cause it's yeah, all, all the, the broader oil seed stuff. Broader yeah. oil seeds. And then you sort of look at crude oil. Crude oil is still high, but it's been a bit choppy the last week. And uh, if, if that starts to come under pressure with a, you know, a downturn, blah, 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 then uh, we may start to see uh, a bit of pressure on the wider oil seed complex again if, if crude falls. So, yep. But really, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's probably not as exciting the stuff that's happening now as it was maybe three months ago. Well, I think that's isn't that relative? It was, it was so volatile back then that now it's only a little bit volatile, and it seems like it's a little bit boring. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing that like you look at it and you say, you look at the sort of price and you say, well, ah, oh, geez, market only moved ten dollars, and you're like, and if you look at the last week or let's say since the fifteen, if we've had a, a minus thirteen, a minus thirteen, a minus forty. 34 minus 18 minus 11 minus 8 plus 10 we've had in the last month we've had minus 35s plus 28s and then you look back to like like a year ago and you're talking like minus two zero six mm. six is a big day and so i guess that just shows that you sort of quickly adapt and quickly see well that's just what the market's doing mm. so, but interesting like the, times uh, what the story isn't that the story of the frog that gets boiled up in the water yeah. yeah, you just get used to the hot water. That's what we're exactly. used to all this volatility. Now it doesn't feel like much when it's only a ten dollar move. Exactly, but I think the main thing is like it's interesting talking to farmers around over the last week. We didn't actually mention we went to Wolf Conference in WA. Ah, yes, that's we, right. After we, the after the Victorian uh, farmers. Uh, uh, that was that was when we had a late night. Uh, but the reality is that it was really interesting to talk to farmers in the East Coast and the West Coast about how many had not sold any grain forward. Mm. And we don't give advice on what people should do, uh, but the reality is that generally people would have sold a bit by now. And even though the market's at historically high levels, there's very little sold. Like a lot of people said they would normally sell 15%, uh, but they sold nothing. Mm. And, and the crops are looking good around the place. Everyone's really positive, but nothing's been sold. And it comes back to that sort of psychology thing of, everyone was not selling because they thought it was going to go higher. Mm. Uh, but then we've lost a fair bit of value, especially canola. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it's a case of you just got to do, if you're not sure, just do small parcels. Mm-hmm. How, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's it. That's it. Good advice. There you go. Mm. Sage advice. Mm-hmm. That's right it. So, but yeah, no, we, we nearly wrapped up, but I, I think it was probably good to mention the WAF conference because that was another Another well-attended conference with another you know, excellent range of speakers. Um, was, was that me who did three presentations over the two days? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. No, it was, it was good. It was well-organized and, um, and a good kind of selection of uh, that was speakers. Good. So it, was, it was good for me to get back there because I obviously know quite a lot of people in the West from, yep. from my time over there. It was good to catch up yep. with people I haven't seen in years. Yep. Then we went to, came back. Well, you, you went to Werribee Mansion to check to out. Mansion, the spa. You're thinking of buying, because when you buy, when you sell your place in Baxmarsh, you're thinking of buying Werribee Mansion. and um, too, too small. 
Yep. And I was across, I was across in Naracourt for the MLA uh, opinion advisors and meetup conference, which again, another hundred plus crowd and good, good selection of um, presenters and some great questions and some, you know, good, good selection of presenters and you. And me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so so I, I, when I was at the Mansion, I was there for work. I was presenting mm-hmm. to New Seed mm-hmm. for their, their team training day. Uh, it was good to good to catch up with people, and it's good to hear that people listen to the podcast there. Yep, big big Royce, you know he listens to it religiously, and uh, it was it was it was good just to chat about markets and stuff, and uh, and give a good overview to people. But it's been a busy month. Has been, has been. And now it's the end of financial year, so we should uh, go out and celebrate. Until go out for a drink. Until, uh, go out for a quick one. We have an early night tonight. Early night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, right uh, then I'll wrap it up. We'll, um, we'll see you when you've got nothing on. Ciao for now.